This is the Australian Hunting Podcast, hunting, shooting and fishing radio on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Visit us at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Here's the host of the show, Jason Selms. Welcome back to the Australian Hunting Podcast, hunting, shooting, and fishing radio here on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Thank you very much for joining me again, and uh, thank you all the Patreon supporters. I want to give you guys a bit of a shout out, all the people that support me on Patreon. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, means a lot to me if you want to support pa- uh, me on Patreon uh, to get content a little bit quicker than other people. Go to patreon.com forward slash AHP, and uh, again, just want to say thank you to all my Patreon supporters that support me. I really do appreciate it. It's a big shout out to you guys. Today, we're continuing our trend of interviewing so social media personalities uh, and people that post videos uh, for our viewing pleasure on YouTube. We all know YouTube has been demonetizing shooting videos, has been giving strikes to shooting videos and hunting videos. There seems to be an Pretty much a worldwide attack on, especially from social media, I've said this before, Facebook, Google, uh, these companies own a large chunk of the market and they own YouTube as well, Google owns YouTube and it's certainly there is an attack on shooting channels, not just both here in Australia but also overseas and anywhere around the world. Uh, They're being demonetized, they're being given strikes and I think this company is trying to get gun owners and hunting and shooting videos off YouTube. So I thought we'd, we'd continue with this trend and bring on uh, Aussie Reviews, who uh, makes videos for YouTube and helps out in showing uh, us viewers all types of different products. All right, Aussie, you got Aussie Reviews with me on the line. Aussie, mate, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Do appreciate it. Good to have you back on again, mate, talking about all things YouTube, uh, social media content, and posting uh, videos on the internet. Mate, thanks for joining me. Mate, any time. Good to uh, chat with you again. Mate, what's been happening? Tell us what's been happening in the big world of Aussie Reviews. Mate, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> things haven't been too good late last year. We had uh, a few disappointments, a few uh, deaths in the immediate family. Uh, had some more cancer cut out of my neck. Um, had a uh, had a, uh, a, a split with, um, that was earlier last year, had a split with uh, the, the other half. Um, <laughs> mate, and then on top of it, uh, tore my shoulder, uh, the cartilage in it from 12 o'clock to 5 o'clock position. So I had a full shoulder reconstruction in early January. So, mate, uh, put a real <laughs> handbrake on uh, everything that had been happening in Aussie Reviews. But uh, touch wood, everything's good now, mate. Got a, uh, got a, uh, a new partner I've had for uh, oh, probably about eight months now. And, um, yeah, just things are just fantastic. Couldn't be better. And uh, hopefully, as at the time of recording this, um, going back to the shoulder specialist uh, next week, and we'll hopefully have the clearance to be doing shooting again. So, uh, yeah, so, mate, everything's uh, going really well at the moment. Um, got over the couple of speed bumps there, but, mate, my motto's always been there's always somebody um, who's a lot worse off than I am, and um, that's what's always kept my head up. What have you got coming up, mate, or what's been happening? I just noticed, uh, obviously, I knew you had a shoulder injury, so obviously you probably wouldn't, weren't able to do much shooting. It's probably been difficult trying to, you know, just continue to maintain the channel when you bloody can't shoot. <laughs> mate, absolutely. And, uh, you know, so I've done a lot of, uh, you know, lighting reviews and stuff like that that I normally do, you know, because most people know that it's not just firearms. I, I do a lot of other stuff for camping and, and survival-type uh, equipment. So, um, you know, that's been a good chance to catch up on, you know, that sort of thing. But, um, mate, I've just picked up uh, the new Anschutz 1710 TAC uh, rifle. I actually picked that up yesterday. So, um, be doing a full review of that. That's uh, Anschutz's new um, 
basically it's in an MDT type chassis and uh, supposed to be really good. So uh, I'm yet to put that through its paces, but I just got to get this clearance first, um, you know, next week from the surgeon and then I should be all good to jump into that. And uh, also the Ruger Precision um, in the Rimfire, I've got the one of the first batch of them coming in. Um, so very keen to have a look at that. I know that is extremely popular with uh, with people, especially rimfire shooters naturally. And um, made some more uh, heavy, like sort of centerfire stuff coming up, but I've just got to get that cleared with the surgeon first before I go jumping right into that. So uh, there's a fair bit coming up. Uh, so people will just have to keep an eye on the channel and you know, the Facebook page, et cetera, to see what's coming up. You don't want to blow your shoulder out again shooting some <laughs> shooting some well, big mate. centerfire or something. <clears throat> no, mate, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be pretty and I know the surgeon wouldn't be happy and uh and having gone through months and months of recovery now, um, because, you know, it's just one of those areas of cartilage that doesn't really get blood supply as such, so it doesn't um doesn't, doesn't heal, heal quickly, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's the problem. I mean I've had I've had uh, a couple of friends who have had very similar operations and they said, oh, look, you know, it's nine months before you start feeling completely 100%. And I'm thinking, oh, geez, you know, that's a lot. But um, at the end of the day, it's better to get it done now while I'm relatively young than uh, worry about it, mate, when I'm older and then trying to do it then, you know. Yeah. Was it your right shoulder? So it's your shooting shoulder? Yes, sir. Why is it always the – you got two, 50% chance and it's always the one, isn't it? It's always the one that uh, – that kills us. It's always the one that has to be the shooting shot, of course. You know? Oh, it is, mate. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's always the way. And uh, and I just couldn't believe it when it happened. And, uh, yeah, it was just, yeah, it, it was just uh, the last thing I wanted at the time. But, um, you know, look, that's the way things go. And like I said, you know, there's other people who are a lot worse off than a lot of us. So, um, you know, I just had to just uh, swallow the pride there a bit and just uh, go through with all the medical procedures and get it done. So, Yeah, mate, that's what happens. So, what? yeah, got a couple of 22s coming up. What about the ticker? I've been, been looking at that recently as well, what the new T1. Is it T1X? Yeah, T1X. I'm uh, looking forward to maybe getting my hands on one of those myself, actually, and uh, buying one. I'm a bit of a ticker fan. Most people know that. So... Um, yeah, excited to get my hands on one of those. Yeah, it's a bit. Uh, there seems to be a delay with the shipment. I th- I thought they were supposed to be in by now, and I was talking to a contact down there at Breda, and they were pretty keen to get one to me. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know what's happened. I haven't heard anything other than there's been a bit of a delay uh, with the shipment. So I'm sure they'll be here any day. But uh, definitely something I'm keen on looking at because. Um, from what I got with feedback from uh, just uh, general dealers was that uh, there's a fair few on back order, like quite a few thousand. So, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who are interested and for good reason too. I mean, it's really, you know, an equivalent to like the Ruger American and then it's uh, ticker's budget, you know, 22 to start breaking into that market. And uh, I think they'll do fairly well with it. Talking about, you did a video recently, uh, a bit of a Q&A on what's happening with YouTube and stuff like that. You know, YouTube probably started, what, maybe about a year ago. They First off, they started uh, demonetizing people. Then it turned into they changed their algorithm, which got a lot of channels just banned outright. We're talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of subscribers. And almost, I know one guy's about 950,000 subscribers got knocked off from three strikes from going to bed, you know, uh, overnight, three strikes, bang, gone the next morning, really trying to get it sorted out with people at YouTube. I guess, first off, how's it affected you? Has it demonetized? I mean, I know a lot of us, people on YouTube that I've spoken to as well, they don't really make a lot of money from YouTube. It's, it's you know, Patreon supporters that help us out, which is great, things like that. So how's it affected you, I guess, number one? 
Well, mate, it's, uh, it has. Um, once that started coming in, like every video I, I put up um, would come up saying that it wasn't in line with um, advertising standards or something to, to that effect. And uh, so they just demonetize it straight away. And uh, you can appeal it. But when you do appeal it, um, like, so if you upload a video, like, a lot of the time you can monetize it and you think everything's going fine until you check the actual uh, video manager. And then, like, say, after, like, you know, a couple of weeks, you realize, oh, okay, that's been uh, demonetized. But if it's a really popular video and most people have viewed it, well, you've got to get, like, another 1,000 views or something before they'll even manually uh, yeah, review it. Yeah, I noticed that. Yep, yep. Yeah, so it's a uh, you know it's a real problem with that. Um, that. That's pretty bad, isn't it? When they do that, like, well, if you don't have so many subscribers, or you don't have you know fifty thousand views or whatever on that video, or whatever their criteria is, sorry, we can't even bother reviewing it. I mean, how bad's that? That's right. That's right, mate. It's 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 obviously it's uh, it's set up to uh, to be like that to to get a lot of us out of the game, and uh, I just see it as you know disappointing because. Um, you know, if you if you're on there and you you're certainly not, you know, promoting violence or acting recklessly or anything like that, and you're just doing something that's completely legal, um, and especially here in Australia where you know people are licensed, um, firearms are registered, et cetera, et cetera, what would YouTube possibly have a problem? Uh, with you know overall i mean um like the police know all of us let's let's be honest they know who's who in the uh in the uh youtube world because obviously all they've got to do is just run one of the serial numbers of the firearms you use and if they can see that they can see who you are and all the rest of it and um you know so it's not like anything's like a secret or underhand here in australia and uh i just really think that uh they're going down a, a slippery slope here very much so the Australian Hunting Podcast is the only hunting, shooting and fishing podcast radio show in Australia. With over 40,000 downloads per month, you are sure to find some information that can help you. If you love hunting, shooting, fishing and a little bit of politics, the Australian Hunting Podcast has you covered. To listen, check us out on iTunes and visit australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Yeah, I know it's very disappointing. Like I was saying before, like pretty much Google, Facebook, they they own everything. You know, pretty much on the on the platform. Not just that. I mean, Instagram, what Snapchat, all these social media outlets. I mean, they have do have a large monopoly, and it is quite sad. I think that they've decided yeah. to go down this route. I mean, as we said, they're private business. They're entitled to do whatever they want. But I just think, you know, do they really want to be the next MySpace? Do they really want to go down that road where people are going to say, well, you know what? And, and, and I guess it shouldn't just be hunters and shooters, you know, making videos that should be worried. It should be just, you know, other videos. I think I saw one there too the other, the other month. I think it was Demolition Ranch. Matt, and he said, you know, he's got the Vet Ranch videos if people didn't know. And he does your veterinary videos. And they've even knocked off a lot of his veterinary videos. I mean, Showing things about, you know, uh, helping animals, I mean, of all things. No, that doesn't comply with the community standards, apparently. Yeah, yeah, mate. And, and look, as, as most people know, I, know, I know you know, Jace, I'm, I'm very much on the other side of things, a very big advocate for people owning, you know, whatever dogs they'd like to own, provided they, you know, uh, raise them correctly. And, uh, yep. you know, what's what's the next thing? I mean, you know, there was a uh, a dog attack there a few weeks ago and then, you know, people are saying, oh, you know, we, we need to, uh, we need to, 
uh, ban Rottweilers and Alsatians and all the big dogs and things like that. I mean, how far are we going to go as a society in general um, before we're going to just put the handbrake on? Because you can't just keep banning everything in the hope that people who do the wrong thing will suddenly find the love of Jesus in their hearts and uh, and start <laughs> doing the right thing. You know, I mean, let's be honest, these people do the wrong thing for one reason, because they're criminals. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how much uh, you try to ban objects around them, they'll just move on to whatever other object they can get to do the wrong thing. So whether that's in the dog world, you know, a certain breed of dog, they'll go to another breed of dog, um, you know, or if it's in the firearm world, they'll just go sideways. Um, You know, they obtain things illegally, and that's where most of the laws don't even touch the people um, that those laws are designed you know, uh, in good faith to have some effect on, but in reality, they don't. How's it affected you? I mean, you know, a lot of people have had strikes. Have you had, like, thank, hopefully you haven't had any strikes on your channels or? No, mate, I've been pretty good because I've, uh, anything that's ever come up, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've obviously um, appealed it and uh, everything's been pretty good. Um, I've been in good standing there. So I haven't had any problems, uh, touch wood, in regard to that. Um, anything that's, um, you know, being a strike or a complaint or something like that has always been overturned on my appeal. So, um, you know, mate, I always live um, basically um, waiting for the day that they go, yep, no, enough's enough. Um, you know, I've never looked at it as something that's going to be uh, forever because obviously it's not my own platform, it's not my own website. So, mate, I've always catered for that. So what I mean by that is I've had, um, you know, .com.au. I've had that park for a couple of years and I've sort of played around with it a bit. And Anyhow, I just um, haven't had the time to sit down and really nut out a, a proper website, but it's something I'm going to do, you know, hopefully in the next couple of months. And, you know, I'll start posting a lot of the videos there and obviously followers of the channel um, can come directly there if uh, things don't work out on YouTube and obviously they can still follow me on Facebook and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I always prepare. Um, that's the way I look at it, mate, because... You know, I made this decision uh, six odd years ago when I decided to start the channel and start fighting all this anti-gun rubbish and lies that we see continually in the media. Um, I thought this is a lifelong thing. Um, it's not something you can just do for a couple of years and then go, oh, yeah, okay, well, I'm, I'm giving up now because we've got what we want. Um, gun rights is something that you're going to have to fight for your entire life. So, uh, you know, I've made that commitment and uh, I'm going to try to fulfil it as much as I can. So if things don't work out on YouTube, well, I just move sideways onto my own website. It's as yeah. simple as that. Yeah, and I get that too sometimes too. Obviously, you know, maybe in hindsight, I might not have caught up the hunting podcast because I do everything, you know, maybe a different name might have been appropriate in hindsight, but people always see on Facebook, you know, they, they think, oh, is this a, is this a you know, hunting, podca- hunting uh, website or Facebook page or is it, you know, American gun politics? And I said, well, mate, fi- firearms just by nature is political. If you're not in the game, you're out of the game and you're part of the problem. So you yeah. Need, yeah, everyone needs to be on board, writing, doing what they need to do, yeah, whether it's making videos, whether it's podcasting, whether it's, you know, writing to local members of parliament, and getting in their faces, yep. but a lot of people just don't do that. They're often complaining. You probably had it too. I know a lot of people have had it in regards to I've had it on a hunting videos. People, even shooters, having a problem with the content I'm making. I mean, and yet the next week they're on on YouTube watching the AR-15s and you know shooting in America and say, oh, this yep. is great. Or, or you go to their Facebook page of all things, which has happened before, and they're they're in America.
America six months ago, two years ago, shooting ARs, and then go, oh, we don't want that in Australia. I'm like, but you didn't mind doing that over there when you're over there. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right, mate. And, uh, I mean, look, this is the most frustrating thing. I mean, look at it uh, on the American side. I mean, you know, five million members of the NRA with a um, population of, uh, what, 320 million, somewhere around there in the US. I mean, obviously not all of them are gun owners, but even if you took, um, you know, a third of that, say, there's about 100 million uh, gun owners in the US and only 5 million of them, you know, back the NRA, um, it's the same thing here. I mean, you know, one million <laughs> licensed gun owners and uh, look at like the shooters union, for example, they've been in the media continuously, um, you know, fighting for gun rights and so forth. And, uh, you know, and they've got a few thousand members. Like, can you look at it and just go, why is there not more? Like, um, and it's so hard because, you know, like I know yourself, like, you know, when we've spoken before, even, uh, you know, off uh, camera and things when you've come to visit, like, Mate, the amount of effort that people like us put in to, you know, producing content for other people to make them aware of what's going on, it's a continual battle. And uh, a lot of these people are happy just to sit back and let us do everything, but we can't do it alone. We need help and uh, we've got to get more people involved. But the key is, how do you get those people involved? And I often say to people, like, what is going to be the final straw for you? Is it when you hand in your rimfire bolt action that you're going to suddenly go, geez, I want to get involved? Um, or for someone else, is it going to be their break action shotgun? Or what is it going to take? And uh, this is where you know, people need to draw a line in the sand and go, no matter what it is, whether it's airsoft or whether it's going for access to Cat C firearms or uh, whatever it is, shooters should just stand as one. Um, if they don't have the confidence in doing it, join someone like the Shooters Union who are very politically um, active um, or get involved with the local club, get on the committee there or just do something. Um, so many shooters just do nothing, and, but they're the first to complain online and whinge and, and be the thing that I know you hate as well is be apathetic. You know, oh, they yeah. really think yeah. that these gun laws are about public safety and oh, they, they won't take everything off us. They just want this. They just want that. But like I've said a million times before, why don't we just look back at, you know, from 1996, let's have a look at the restrictions they've put on us. And even now, with the latest ones being the lever action shotguns without any incident whatsoever to justify it. But people say, oh, well, it's a Limp Cafe siege. Well, as you know, and most other people know out there, that had nothing to do with a licensed shooter, and nor did that pump action unregistered uh, prohibited shotgun have anything to do with a registered legal Category A lever action shotgun, but they still recategorize them because obviously they have an agenda, and that's blatantly obvious when they do something like that, in my view. Mm. And then we just had the, as you know, too, the, the Riverman OAF as well, same deal. And I'm like, I just can't believe it. We can have the Warwick firearms for an example, but we can't have the imported version. Like, it's just absurd, yep. isn't it? It is just absurd. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And this is unfortunately where they where they get us, is they get us at the border with a lot of stuff. Um, the, uh, the federal firearm laws are extremely uh, strict, and uh, yeah, that's what they do. And a lot of people go, well, why can't I have a Troy pump um, here in Queensland? Like, I still get that question now. And I say, well, you can. If you had one here, um, you could register it in Queensland. No dramas, because I do know of a couple of people up here with like the DPMS uh, Panther Arms, which is basically a pump AR. Um, registered, no problem, no dramas. But you try to import it, 
And that's where federally, under the Customs Prohibited Import Regulation, they pull that cosmetic appearance um, law, and that's where they prohibit everything and turn it in, uh, into a uh, Cat D category. Um, and therefore, the only people that can get it are feral pest controllers. And as I've said before, as if a feral pest controller is going to go, oh, give me a pump AR when I can get the real thing. Yeah, let, so, me, let uh, me get that above five-shot Adler shotgun on Cat D. I really want that one instead of the you know right. semi-auto long arm I can actually get in you know whatever style configuration I pretty much want. But no, I'll choose that you know, seven-shot Adler shotgun. Yeah, no, I don't think well, so. Well, mate, as I said in that uh, that interview I did with that ABC Drive program, yeah, like yeah, at the time, like as a feral pest controller, I could bring in a a, a semi-auto fifty-round. Uh, shotgun, you know, with one of the drum mags, no dramas, but I was prohibited to bring in even a six-round lever action because it was in the same category as full-auto machine guns for the purpose of import. So, uh, you know, <laughs> how in the world can anyone sit there and justify it? I don't care whether what side of the fence they're on. How can they sit there and justify that in the name of public safety? That is just absolutely absurd. And that's what I say to a lot of people who, you know, don't understand a lot of the gun laws. I explain the inconsistencies to them and even they are confused and go, well, I don't understand that. And I think, well, welcome to our world. That's why we're so frustrated as shooters, why we can't have even lower capacity semi-autos because we have a lot of other firearms that are just very, very contradictory, um, you know, to the weapons categories. Um, We just should have them. It's as simple as that. So... Yeah, I just wonder, eh? I keep thinking about this quite, quite, quite a lot. You know that we've been twenty years, and I know our, our organisations, you know, somewhat have been lacklustre, but have also been good. You know, it depends on which organisations, you know, have, have tried their best. Our political parties just don't have enough representation. Often, when I'm watching videos and I'm watching things, the people that are, I don't know if you do this is just my my point, but you know, I often watch people that have started from nothing. And, and what I mean by that is people that put their money where their mouth is. They're the people that I like watching because I know they're doing it because they're passionate, you know, because they want yep. to. And they're willing to put their money where their mouth is. I mean, the things that we do sometimes, I mean, me, you, it doesn't matter who it is in this social media room that get paid probably very little amounts of money, try our best. And then we have our organizations, even our politi- some of our political parties that are they're, they're getting paid, you know, they're getting paid lots of money. They don't have, they're yep. not making YouTube videos. I mean, you you know, up there in Queensland, we're seeing the power of, say, Pauline Hanson using, you know, she's filming and putting videos up every couple of days as to what she's doing, you know, the plans for Queensland, what she has what, what she has in mind for things that she's fighting for. She's out doing uh, media appearances. And, and our organisations and our political parties, either... They're not. They're not going. They're not going for it, or they're not getting picked up by these, uh, you know, media outlets. But they're just not doing that. I'm like, mate, you guys are getting paid like big dollars, like very big dollars. If you're a politician, or if you're an organisation, and, you, and you're quite high up, and this is what you're getting paid to do, the things that me and you do. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know, right. I'm not saying start. I'm not saying start a podcast or start a video channel, but keeping people updated, getting them motivated, yep. getting them motivated. So, well, this is where we're going to go for the future. This is our plan. Well, mate. That's right. I, I had exactly the same conversation with uh, Graham Park there probably about a year ago, the president of the Shooters Union. And uh, obviously since then, you know, he started doing a lot of just updates because I'd said to him that, that exact same thing. I said, mate, I know you guys are doing really good things. 
um, but you've got to let members and people know in general. And uh, you know, and, and that goes for all organisations. I mean, I see CIFA starting to you know do videos now and becoming more active, and and that's what it's about. It's about education. Um, you know, shooters and people in general won't know what's going on unless you put the information out there. And where's the biggest source of information nowadays? Social media. So that's what we need to uh, definitely work on and become a lot more active across the board, you know, get all organisations and uh, all politicians who are on the uh, pro-gun side of things to to be actively um, on there, putting out what they're doing, what they'd like to see or what's coming up or, you know, even calls for action saying, hey, look, this is coming before the, the parliament. We need you guys to uh, ring in or write letters or whatever to say, no, you don't support this bill or whatever. Um, we, we just need that sort of activism in my view. Yeah, I think you're right. I did have this discussion. I'm not going to say who, but I had a discussion uh, probably a couple of weeks ago with, with someone from a, an organisation. They said, you know, it's not all about what's on social media. And I said, yeah, but this is the young crew that are coming through. Sure, I know the older crew and they're just as valuable, but they're not, maybe some of them aren't on social media. But I said, anyone worth their salt and you look at everyone that's in the shooting community is on Facebook or is on some sort of social media platform. I mean, to say that it's not the future, I mean, to say that it's everything, yeah, I agree, it's not everything. People that should be on social media, that are on social media, the young people are the ones that are coming through. It doesn't mean we disregard the older people, but the future is the new young people coming through the ranks right now that are all very tech savvy, very social media savvy. These are the ones that we need to be targeting, you know, and people need to be on social media, I think, and getting the word out there because that's where people are on. And yet not everyone's on social media, but, you know, in my opinion, they should be. Yeah, that's right. And especially with the younger generation, I mean, mate, that's all they know. Um, you know, if, if you go to, to a party where a group of young people are, um, what are they all doing? I mean, Sitting they're all on their... <laughs> light, yeah. Lighting their faces from their screens. <laughs> yeah, mate. I was uh, a couple of days ago, I had to... Um, I went for a drive... Uh, up to uh, Cleavers there, so from me, it's a, it's a good couple of hours drive, and uh, so I had to drive through Brisbane City, and uh, I drove through um, oh, sort of around peak hour, which was a mistake, but uh, driving through, mate, I was just looking around, like at people on the footpath, and all these people with just headphones on and faces down into their phone or electronic device, like it was like a bunch of zombies almost, <laughs> you know, it was just completely foreign to what I'm used to. Um, you know, like my local town, I mean, it's a country town and, you know, you just don't have that. Um, where Brisbane, it was sort of like everyone was just so connected like that. And, uh, you know, where I'm going with this is, um, you know, especially in big cities where that's crucial for us to, uh, to change opinions, all these people are connected to uh, electronic devices, social media, that sort of thing. I didn't see one person walking through with a, with a normal newspaper in their hand. Not one. You know, everyone was looking at their phones. Before you head for the bush, head for Australia's biggest sports shooting and outdoor event, the SSAA Shot Expo at Rosehill Racecourse, Sydney. With hunting gear from the world's biggest brands, the latest optics and outdoor equipment from Europe and the USA, and four-wheel drive accessories from Australia, the SSAA Shot Expo just keeps getting bigger. Rosehill Racecourse, Sydney, June 23rd and 24th. Book online or pay on the day. Visit shotexpo.com.au for sponsors and the full program.
getting back onto to YouTube as well, I mean, this is what annoys me about it. I mean, the people that, like yourself, other people as well, all the people that have put really, really hard work into their gun channels, what do you think about the situation? Have you just, do you accept it? Do you, you know, does it give you the shits because, you know, the amount of views and the amount of effort you've put in, you know, re-uploading them, you know, to other platforms, to your website? I mean, the fact is we know that YouTube, whether good or bad, which I think bad, but has a major monopoly on everyone that, you know, look at on, on your TV, look at on your phone, you've got apps, you've got the app for YouTube on your TV, everything's YouTube. Yeah. I guess, how do you accept it? How do you accept the fact that, I know, because people, I saw them online when this algorithm came out, what, a couple, about a month ago, and people were just making all their videos private and then putting a video up saying, guys, I just I just can't risk it. I mean, and these you could see the physical distress on their faces that five to ten years worth of effort could just be pissed up against the wall and, and deleted overnight yeah that's right mate and i look i, I listen uh, regularly to tom gresham's gun talk uh from the u.s and uh and look tom was talking about this two odd years ago he was talking about the algorithms and so forth and a lot of people passed it off then but uh you know he's an older older guy and a lot of experience in uh in in the shooting world over in the u.s and uh and he picked it you know, and and for me, like I mean, I like I was looking at the channel today, you know, and I'm just on uh, six and a half million views, you know, for six years work and uh, or seven years work now, and uh, you know, I look at all that and think, geez, could that all be shut down tomorrow? Yeah, it could be. Um, how would I feel? Yeah, I'd be devastated, you know, in uh, in in uh, one sense because. Yeah, it's all that work and yeah, just the responding to, to all the different messages and, and things. It's it's a lifestyle. You know, that's probably the, the better word for it. But I just don't know. Um, I mean, the ultimate goal, obviously, is to get rid of gun channels completely. But I had a look at the fine print on YouTube and they're saying that uh, it's anybody who uh, has a, um, a bump stock or is demonstrating that or demonstrating putting a full auto trigger in or a full auto sear. Um, and they seem to be hammering on this full auto stuff. Um, now, unfortunately, a lot of shooters will go, oh, no, well, that's re- that's reasonable. They'll just accept it and go, well, it doesn't affect me. Well, me personally, I don't agree with that because this is just a slippery slope. And we've seen the same rationale being applied to our gun laws here in Australia. Oh, we, we just want the semi-autos. We've just got to get them. You can have everything else. But what's happened since 96? Well, they've targeted everything else. That's what's happened. So, um, you know, they just take a little bit at a time. And uh, when I posted the uh, the anti-gunner handbook, and a lot of people laughed and said, oh, one doesn't exist. Yeah, it does. Um, they've, they've got one for the US, and they've actually got step-by-step on how you actually take away gun rights. And how they do it there is they say that just push the limit to what's acceptable with the public that you can get past and then just chip away, chip away, chip away. And this is the problem. This is what I see with YouTube is they're just going to chip away. This will be the first thing. But then what happens when there's some other shootings in the world? Uh, what are they going to do then? Yeah, let's 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 get rid of anyone who demonstrates a semi-auto. So if it's a semi-auto handgun or a semi-auto rifle or shotgun, that'll be next. And then it'll be They'll just apply it like gun control. Then it'll be anybody who uses a 30-round magazine. Then it'll be a 20-round magazine. Then it'll be 10. And then it'll be 5. And this is the this is the rationale that these people are using um, to try to just get rid of us completely out of society because they do not want anyone who uh, normally is on the right side of politics um, 
to be promoted. Everything now is left-wing in the media, uh, online, everything. And, and there's a battle on. And the sooner that people who lean more to the right realise this and realise what freedoms are being uh, at stake here, and the sooner they get involved, the better. That's the thing I also wondered too, whether it's actually going to be retrospective as well, because what about all the existing videos that are up on YouTube? I mean, there's plenty of 30-round magazines, which is part of their policy, plenty of full-auto videos that have been uploaded to YouTube as well, uh, from obviously people that have the required permits to be able to do that. I mean, is it retrospective? And then, you know, people are going to wake up tomorrow and, oh, sorry, Aussie Reviews, your channel is now gone. We picked three yep. things overnight. Tick, tick, tick gone, boom, dead, finished, you know, overnight, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's right, mate. And uh, and as I said, look, I've I've just accepted that now in the sense of as a, as a possibility. Have I accepted it as being right? Certainly not. And, uh, and every avenue I've got at fighting, and I certainly will. Um, but like I said, uh, you know, I'll just move across to uh, to my own website and start doing things there and then obviously using different avenues of uh, social media to be able to, you know, to get the word out there. Um, yep. I think that's really all I can do in the circumstances. But uh, the biggest thing um, really is we just need more people um, in the shooting community and more people who vote as one when it comes election time because uh you know politicians control a lot of this stuff i mean i saw a video there only this week where uh, uh mark zuckerberg from uh, facebook was being questioned by um a senator over in the u.s about them closing down anything that was uh right-wing um ted cruz right- yeah ted cruz was yeah, actually, ted yeah. Cruz, that was him yeah yep that was him and uh you know so this is what we need we need people in politics who are going to support what we lawfully enjoy doing. And uh, and the only way to do that is bring more people into the sport and the hobby and uh, be able to encourage them to uh, use their vote wisely, vote away from the majors, um, or if they're left with no other choice but the majors in their uh, electorate, go in, sit down with both of the, uh, both of the uh, candidates and uh, get their view on what they think about firearms um, and then vote accordingly from there. You just can't give up and go, oh, what's the point? I've only got L&P, Labor and the Greens running in my electorate. Well, get off your backside and go in and, you know, and and, and speak to them. And, uh, I mean, I I give you an example. I mean, this may shock a lot of people, but, uh, you know, I I know a fellow, he's uh, very much a uh, a Greens voter. Um, But on the other side of it, He's asked me to uh, shoot some rabbits for him to put onto the table. So, you know. Unbelievable. I, yeah. Name I mean, and I'm, shame. Name and shame. <laughs> so, so, mate, I was, uh, I was, you know, I was pleasantly surprised with that. And, uh, you know, and he was, um, yeah, like he had no desire to shoot arms or anything like that. But um, he was more than happy to, um, you know, to, to say, oh, well, look, at the end of the day, you know, you're going to be using firearm to get some food or whatever he's all for that because he's he's one of these greens who believes in like natural uh you know food and and you know and obviously growing trees and all that sort of thing so uh yeah look at the end of the day um what where i'm going with this is just because someone may be a greens candidate i mean this guy isn't a greens candidate at all but if they are look there are some people out there who are typically on the left who 
you can actually speak to and, and get a point across and uh, and have a mutual agreement. It's not a lost cause. That's where I'm going with this. Yeah, and I think it's good too. And I was watching where old Zuckerberg was put under the under the pump as well. And I think ultimately that might be a good thing because he might actually you know sit up and realise you know because I think Ted Cruz asked him some quite interesting questions about you know right wing groups being shut down that were that were you know, working within the law. Uh, and it was it was very interesting his comments because he did say which which, which you're, we already knew anyway that he said Silicon he admitted himself he goes Silicon Valley is very left leaning and if people don't know what Silicon Valley is that's where all the tech companies are YouTube uh, Facebook etc they all run out of these areas and that's where a lot of the the left wing liberals tend to hang out but if I was part of say YouTube or I was on a board of directors for YouTube. And I might do, I can't stand the left. I mean, I, I freely admit, you know, when I was probably 18, I think I voted in my first election. I come from Western Sydney, which was a heavy, heavily Labour-dominated area. I didn't know any different at the time. I was just, just getting into finance. Oh, Labour's great. My parents voted Labour, but I'm probably yeah. the furthest thing away from that right now. But, um, yep. yeah, it's just it's very interesting how things have actually changed. The, yeah, the Labour have gone far more left-wing. But I would be saying, if I was the board of directors, I'd be saying, as long as it's legal... Right, we're leaving it up. We're leaving it up. That's it. That, that's what we should be doing. We want to be the number one and the best video maker content on the internet. And they're putting that at risk. I mean, I think I said this before. I'm not sure if I said it during this conversation, but you know, look at MySpace. MySpace was huge back in the day. Yeah. You know? And then guess what? Oh, yeah. Disappeared off the face of the earth. And if they keep <laughs> this up, if they do keep this up, this could be the next MySpace. People might not think that now with 2.2 billion Facebook members, but. Things come in cycles. In 15 years, you know, things change quite dramatically in, in, in the tech world. Well, mate, absolutely. I mean, most younger people, like I'm talking, you know, people who are sort of uh, about 25 or younger nowadays, um, mate, Instagram is a big thing for them. They they look at uh, Facebook as for older people to use, <laughs> you know, so that's... Uh, <laughs> who would have thought, eh, <laughs> hey, Facebook's now for the oldies? <laughs> yeah, like, I just, mate, I, I was just... Yeah, I was dumbfounded when someone said that to me and I said, really? And, you know, because I've only recently um, started up an Instagram uh, account and, uh, you know, and, and yeah, like like dead set, that's what all the young people do and, like, they very rarely go onto Facebook, um, you know, so, so that newer generation coming up, you know, it may just be a generation of, like, you know, Snapchat, Instagram, that sort of stuff. That may be the future. Um, so what we need to do is, uh, you know, as promoters of uh, the sport and the hobby, is we need to be able to adapt. And, you know, and our shooting organisations definitely need to be able to adapt because, obviously, without the younger generation coming through, we have no future. So they need to appeal to those younger people and uh, get out there because at the moment what's happening on a lot of those platforms is they're just seeing very, very, uh, you know, left-wing ideas coming through and that's what they're seeing every day. So we need to balance it out and allow them to make a choice, you know, for themselves where at the moment a lot of these young people, they just feel the only choice is the left uh, view or opinion on things because that's all they see. So... Yeah, no, I just and what can, what do you think we can do to obviously ultimately you know YouTube is a private company they can do whatever they want but there has been a bit of a, a ruckus you know around the from a lot of different you know major YouTubers as well not just from here but from overseas as well really putting the heavy on YouTube and when some and even some people that aren't even into guns I've noticed been putting the the heavy onto YouTube about content I mean we're seeing things that aren't even related to shooting being knocked on the head this is where <laughs> algorithms and, and unfortunately it sucks because it's so big that they've lost the the personal 
element to it that you know if if, if like same as Facebook, I got I called someone a deadbeat one time. Well, thirty day ban. What what what, yeah. what did I hurt their feelings? Did I or you know I, yep. I, I said you're a deadbeat. You know, get a get a job, you bum. That's what I said. And didn't even swear. Thirty day ban for Mister Selms. You know, thirty day ban. Yeah, yeah, you know? mate. It's uh, it's crazy. You know, and uh, it's it's when things like that happen, you can see just how much um, favoritism there is. Um, you know, for the left view, um, because if you're of the right view, well, obviously, uh, you get treated with uh, pretty much zero tolerance. And uh, that's what's really disappointing about it. But I think, mate, to answer your question with what can we do, um, as I said before, you know, bringing more people into it is the key. But the biggest thing is being able to adapt on those uh, social media platforms that uh, a lot of the younger people, you know, uh, use. Um if that becomes that hampered in the future, because let's face it, like you, you said, you know, Google is so big now as a uh, as a as a corporation. You know, they own so much. What's going to happen in another twenty years? I mean, um, are they going to own the internet outright, so to speak? Um, you know, you just don't know. But that's where we've got the option of going to uh, you know different platforms. But where they'll get you again, and this is what Tom Gresham was talking about two odd years ago now was where they'll get you is if you do a search for uh, firearms under Google and see what comes up, and a lot of the anti-articles on firearms will always come up first because they've got algorithms on when people search for firearms. They make sure that that negativity comes up before anything truthful. So what happens if Google get that good with algorithms that any of our private uh, web pages simply doesn't come up? What do we do then? So oh, right, then yeah. we then we'd be left, mate, to you know at the local uh, range, the double S double A range of uh, you know uh, paying some money or perhaps putting an advertisement up on the billboard there saying, oh Australian Hunting Podcast, follow us on you know uh, at this address um, because if they put it into Google, well <laughs> it's not going to get found. Exactly. Um, what is if it just never comes up? They say right all or anything to do with shooting, unless it's bad media coverage. Bad media coverage can stay, but anything to do with you know podcasting videos, anything pro-gun, just won't come up in our search at all. I mean, I just can't believe, even if they were people of the left, even for my thinking, I wouldn't have a problem with leaving left, you know, left content up, you know, from liberal-style yeah. content. That's fine. You know, I'm okay with that. But again, on the flip side, they just, they, they're little whiny babies that just can't seem to handle, you know, difference of an opinion – we like shooting. You don't have to like shooting. That's fine, but you don't have to go out of your way to destroy people. No, that's right. Mate, as I've said many, many times, is, uh, you know, usually you'll find with, uh, you know, with uh, shooters in general, they'll quite happily be friends with, uh, you know, people on the left. I mean, I know some shooters who are more left-leaning as well, but, uh, you know, in general, uh, you'll find that people who are into shooting are quite, um, you know, tolerating of people, for example, who aren't into shooting. Um, provided those people aren't trying to take their firearms away from them um, and destroy their hobby or their sport, um, where people who are anti-firearm, no, there's there's no uh, middle ground. It's either you give up your guns or else uh, you're, you know, disbanded from the from their society. You know, they just don't want to see you at all um, operating as a business or anything. They just don't want any of that. So um, that's where it's very one-sided. And, and mate, it, it's scary because, you know, like you see how many times, you know, people talk about the regime in North Korea. Um, you can only see certain things on the internet over there. You know, it's all government run. Well, what's the difference now of what they're trying to do? 
um, you know, in another 10 years, 20 years, when they keep going down this path, what is the difference? If they're going to um, hold back what you can search for and find, uh, in my view, there's absolutely no difference to a regime of a ridiculous uh, dictatorship like North Korea. Looking for outdoor equipment for your next adventure? At Aussie Outdoor Gear, you can find cooking equipment, camo clothing for kids, backpacks, camo accessories and much more. We cater for your hunting, fishing, camping, hiking and other outdoor pursuits with our unique product range. AussieOutdoorGear.com.au Quality gear at affordable prices. I, I agree with you. I know they live in a country with a Bill of Rights. They don't have to. They're a private company. They can do whatever they want. But I just reckon it's quite treasonous, to be honest. And I think I was reading something the other day. I was in an article. I don't know if this is legitimate or not, but they were talking, you know, the government, U.S. government can any time, if they think it's in the, in the interests of the United States, can acquire business as, as they basically see fit. And I thought, well, that might be an interesting thing if they keep pushing this line. You know, the government might, I don't see it happening, but the government could, in, in essence, you know, say, so, well, we're going we're gonna to acquire Google and the public interest. We're going to sell off, say, 20 parts to that particular company to different people so we can stop this, you know, th- this monopoly basically on the internet. You take out Facebook, you know, Snapchat, Instagram, Google, YouTube owned by Google. I mean, they own a lot more than just that. If you actually type in what Google owns, I mean, it's just, it's just mind-boggling to see actually what they do own and what they have, what hands they have in the pie. Yeah, that's right, exactly right. And, and mate, look, the uh, uh, the the big thing with it is, um, you know, if it uh, continues down that line, I see it as a uh, in the US. I'm talking about they're going against completely against uh, civil rights. I mean, what about the First Amendment right to free speech? So if you've got a company actually uh, um, inhibiting people's rights. Um, surely there's some avenue for uh, for lawsuits over in the uh, you know over in the uh, US. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter if you operate as a business, you still have to adhere to people's rights. I mean, you you can't um, you can't do uh, you know like just ignore it. You can't do business and just ignore it. Like here in Australia, for example, you can't discriminate you know against someone's um, you know race, for example. So you can't have a cafe operating a business saying, oh, well, we're not serving. Uh, people of uh, Italian background or, or, or people who are black or, you know, whatever. Um, you just can't do that. So perhaps there may be something over in the US that says, okay, well, you can't operate a business even though it's on the internet there and uh, infringe on a person's uh, rights here in the US, meaning their right to free speech. So maybe there's an avenue there. I, I don't know. I'm certainly not, um, you know, a law professor of things there in the US, so I don't know what their avenues are. I, I always think, and I've said this before, I think the power, mate, is with the people. The people need to decide what, whether they're going to accept it or not. And I say this, you know, we know shooters, we, we both know that sometimes they don't vote for their pro-gun parties. You know shooters still voting for, as you just said, Labor, Liberal, heaven, heaven forbid, Greens. I wouldn't be surprised if there were some shooters out there that actually are voting Greens. But you know, the power is with the people. And I always say, listen, you get what you're given. If you're going to vote for the idiots, well, you deserve what you get. You know, you absolutely deserve what you get. I mean, we saw it you know, some of the by-elections we had, you know, in, in New South Wales. I mean, where the nationals still getting in, for example, and then people on, the, on their high horse saying, but we want change. And I said, but you just voted the same person back in. Like, That's right. What do you expect? Oh, but they go, well, none of the other parties can do anything. I'm like, well, mate, at least you've got to make them think that something's yeah. going to happen to vote for someone else and their vote starts dwindling down. They'll realize that something has to change and they, and they need to change. 
that's right, mate. And, and we saw that uh, very much so here in the Queensland election, uh, the state uh, election that we had last. I mean, you know, a lot of people said, oh, you know, geez, uh, the uh, minority groups didn't uh, do as well as what they uh, should have. Well, look, under the circumstances, they did extremely well because obviously Labor changed the uh, the voting with the uh, preferences, the law there, um, which meant at the end of the day, more votes in the uh, majors, um, you know, in the majors box. So, um, you know, it's very difficult up here. And then obviously, unlike you guys down in New South Wales, we've got no upper house. Um, you know, it's, there's a there's a whole realm of differences. But um, at the end of the day, we just keep fighting. And uh, and these parties, um, we need to get behind them. I mean, I know myself, you know, like even with the uh, Cata Party launch, I mean, I was out um, manning a uh, voting booth there and handing out the how to vote cards and all that sort of thing. Yeah, was it frustrating? Yeah, it was, you know, copped a bit of abuse from... Uh, from, from some very uh, left-leaning people, but it was surprising uh, the amount of right-leaning people that came up and wanted to shake your hand, even though obviously you're not a candidate, but you're still a representative of that party, um, in just thanking you for, for what the party stands for and things. Um, you know, and, and that's what we've all got to do as shooters. Like, we've just got to, you know, roll up our sleeves when something needs to be done and not um and ah and look for the first excuse we can find as to why we can't do it i mean you know unless you're in a hospital bed um you know there's really no reason why you shouldn't be able to get out um and and help in those circumstances and until we do then uh sorry until we do that i really don't think we're we're going to have the impact that we're capable of um we're definitely capable of more i mean even if you took half the shooters in australia 500,000 of them could you imagine if 500,000 of them picked up the phone tomorrow and got onto their local member and sent a letter in saying that they're not happy with the gun laws how how much of a response that would trigger um but but we don't we don't mate and only probably maybe 5% not even that of shooters actually go and meet with local members and every single one of them that I've encouraged to do it on my channel have written back to me or I've spoken to them at the next catch up or whatever get together day and they've said mate I've actually gone and done it I've taken your advice I was as nervous as hell but once we got talking everything was just really cool calm and collective and it was just so easy to talk to them and I got some really good points across and they've listened to what I had to say and they actually want to follow up with me and I said there you go it's not that hard, but people look at it as if, um, you know, they've got to give evidence in front of the grand jury. <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, it is quite nerve-wracking at times, though, isn't it? When you first go in there and you speak to your, you know, I know I've caught up radio and you, I'm swallowing my hearts in my mouth and I'm like, oh, I'm actually going to yep. get on here. This is crazy. Yep. And, and, mate, at the end of the day, like, you start doing it a couple of times and then you learn how they work and what questions they'll work and, and, and which angle they'll work with you and... Uh, yeah, and that's what you've got to do is just learn to formulate the responses. And look, I, I know a lot of people have uh, have said to me, you know, oh, Ozzy, you speak, you know, very well and things like that. Like, I don't think I do personally. I've had no real formal training as such. Um, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm educated to a degree, um, but certainly not as educated as people that hold PhDs and all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, you don't need to be ridiculously educated or qualified to simply formulate an argument um, or a point that you'd like to put across. I mean, look at us now. I mean, we're, we're debating different issues and it's just like being at a, uh, a barbecue talking to someone. You know, you, you just speak rationally, you listen to the person's point of view and then you put your point of view across. 
um, you know, if that person then gets upset, uh, whatever you say, well, what are you getting upset for? All I'm trying to do is just have a you know mature discussion with you. And it's the same thing as when you speak to politicians or talk to people on radio. Um, if you don't see their point of view, at times they will get frustrated and they will get upset with you. But that's when you remain calm and say, well, no, I'm just putting a point across here. Um, I don't understand why you're getting so upset. You make them look like the ones that... Uh, you know, have the short temper and all the rest of it. Meanwhile, you're representing yourself and your shooting community in the best possible light. And that's where I see, um, you know, a lot of strength. Yeah, mate, you're absolutely right. So what's coming up for Aussie Reviews? What are you going to do in the future? Anything exciting? I know we spoke about it a bit earlier, but uh, when are you going to get back on the full reviews? How long you got, reckon, for recovery? Mate, I reckon uh, hopefully uh, next week I'll be uh, back on the lighter stuff. So, um, you know, the rim fires and, uh, and and hopefully up to two to three because at the moment I've got dogs running rampant on my farm. So I've got to take care of them and I just haven't been able to do it. So um, that's uh, two reasons why I want to get back into it so quickly. Uh, and then when we go for, you know, some of the heavier calibers and stuff like that, mate, probably about another four to six weeks, possibly eight weeks tops and I'll be into that. Um, you know, it's uh, going to have to tread a little bit lightly there because at the moment I've still got pain in the shoulder um, and it's it's just every day. It's sort of, sort of three steps forward and then about one step back um, and then it's all good. Um, then I might be busy doing things for the day and then all of a sudden it's starting to hurt again, but it's still repairing. So the bottom line is everything's getting better. It's just uh, riding the waves out, mate. Excellent, mate. Uh, anything else to finish off? Any other anything you'd like to add to finish off or anything like? That? Mate, all I want to do is, is to say to everyone who you know follows uh, you on social media, um, you know follows any of the other organisations. They might be following Shooters Union, or they might be following I don't know whoever you know CIFA, whatever. Um, you know, just get involved and don't throw in the towel because unfortunately, so many shooters are just so quick to throw in the towel and say, we're doomed, we can't do this, we can't do that. All I say to them, and I'm not going to waffle on with it, all I'm going to say to them is, please, just pick up your bottom lip. You don't give up. You don't throw in the towel because I've certainly not done it. You've certainly not done it. So what I say to all those people is get behind us, support us. You know, help us out if, uh, you know, if we need help in, in spreading videos around, like, you know, I recently shared the, uh, the excellent video you did there on the, uh, on the gun registration and so forth. Uh, you know, like share that stuff, get the message out there and help each other out. And that's one of the big things that we're not doing in the industry. And I just think that we should be doing that. So to anybody who's listening, please just get involved. You'd be surprised by doing just a couple of simple things, even online, you can help all of us out. So that's what I'd like to sort of send across as a message in closing. Yeah, well, let's hope, you know, YouTube, mate, works it out sooner rather than later and changes their stance on some of these uh, pro-gun channels that are happening at the moment that are getting banned for the most stupid or ridiculous things or, you know, sometimes just getting banned for nothing at all. Aussie Reviews joins me here on the Australian Hunting Podcast to talk about YouTube and all different types of things, what's happening in the industry. Aussie, thanks for your time, mate. I do appreciate it. We'll catch up again soon. Absolutely. Mate, let us know when you're in Queensland again. You've been listening to an episode of the Australian Hunting Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time.